2: The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn, local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK.
0: Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm just fine. Did you know that today, as we are taping this, it is uh, officially Valentine's Day. Do. I do. You do. All yeah. right. So happy Valentine's Day yeah. to you. Yeah. I I wonder if um, a lot of our listeners know where that came from, other than the obvious of, you know, yeah. women who feel like they want to celebrate with my with, with their girlfriends. Other. Yeah. But did you know where that came? I, from? I heard it today, but I forget. Well, Galentine's Day is officially celebrated on February 13th. And although you can celebrate it on any day of the year, for that matter, it originated in the 16th episode of the TV show Parks and Recreation. Yes, that's it. Leslie, played by Amy Poehler, throws a Galentine's party with her female friends the day before Valentine's Day. It was such a popular episode that the idea has gone from fiction to a tradition. Mm -hmm. And why not? Sometimes our girlfriends are the most important people in our lives. (laughs) You have more fun with, too. Yeah. So instead of hiding away in your pajamas until Valentine's Day has passed, here are some ideas for a Valentine's va- a Day fun. I think some of these things are great. We can get into that. But um, I didn't know if you knew about Valentine's Day. I didn't. I knew. I, today was the Today Show that
1: I was watching this morning, and they mentioned that it was Parks and Recreation. And mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was really true. I just yeah, but that's okay, because I never watched that show, so I, I didn't know that. So, yeah, well, that was a good thing, Amy Pauler Thanks for bringing it up. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I
0: like it. Yeah. And I found out about it because um, there's that site that we talk about it's called baby baby boomster and this is a woman who does a blog in uh out of california and she said she wanted to wish everyone a happy valentine's day i know it's not always a happy occasion if you don't have someone to share it with in that case you may want to consider having a galentine's day Mm -hmm. with your girlfriend so she said she thought that some other ideas would be to volunteer to show love to someone who needs it like reading to someone in a nursing home yeah contributing to a charity, donating blankets to a pet shelter, or giving food to someone who is homeless. Have you ever heard of that other thing that a lot of the, um, what do they call that, Uh, neuro something, neuropediatrics, I think it is, where they have uh, babies in the hospital that are um, preemies, Mm -hmm. and you go in and actually hold them? Yes, I did hear that. That's I beautiful. Love that idea. Yeah. that uh-huh. is such a cool thing. That's really wonderful. So let's add that to the list. That's another idea. Yeah, I wonder if they do any of that here. I Just don't know in if general, they do it. I
1: think it's it's a wonderful thing. It is. Do you know that at in the um, ICU um, area um, of CM or Guy Singer? Yeah, they have music. Doug Smith and many musicians play. out near in the way, like uh, when you're the waiting room area, there's some nice jazz, soft. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. It's a, I don't no, exactly i i want to say donna doherty had something to do with it to this day but i'm not 100 percent sure um but doug tells me he plays there quite often and that's kind of, and i've when i was there for a few visits for people um i there were musicians playing most of whom i knew but it was um it's just a nice i i just think any that kind of just is very soothing
0: it is and i, and I think like uh, like you said doing something like that Um, is very fulfilling not only to the person that you're giving that gift to but also to the people who give it Mm -hmm. and it's really good feeling i think that's part of the thing behind that dinner that uh, bob bolas throws every year for the people at christmas yeah Yeah. christmas and anybody who wants to come in come on in Mm -hmm. it's a good thing. I think it's generous, and I think no different
1: than Friends of the Poor, where they do the the, the giveaways, the family to family, the day before and the day, the night before. They um, Tuesday night they have the um, dinner for the uh, no questions asked, just come mm-hmm. and partake. And I think there's about fifteen hundred people. It's for the homeless, but or um, the you know um, less fortunate, but um, people you know no questions asked. So um, wow it's good all those things it, it's a wonderful thing to do around any holiday but it's also a great idea and and we say this you know lots of people friends of mine including my brother-in-law ed anglesby whose actual birthday was yesterday so happy birthday to oh. ed my brother jimmy cadden his birthday was yesterday happy birthday jimmy and my sister barbara's Barbara Cadden was the day before the 11th and our dear sponsor Sunita Aurora was the 11th so big happy mm-hmm. birthdays to them anyway Ed on his birthday coincidentally because he every Wednesday night he works the food pantry at St. Anne's. and those are many things that we forget even if you pack a box or a couple bags of things in your home non-perishables and take them out on days that you're not even it's not declared a day to do it or the post office isn't picking up you know the mail carriers because they do that too just do that because that's something that these food pantries are always in need of items for families so um th- those kind of things it, just to think about are are really neat neat yeah. ways of 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 doing that and what the heck do it on valentine's day give love to you know show your love in other ways it's yeah. great it's a great a great idea and speaking of showing loves and love in other ways uh yesterday i had a board meeting with the commission for women and Jamil zayden who i love um jameel um is on the board. West Sider. She, West Sider, of course. And she was the pre- president prior. Donna Barbetti was president before me and then Jamil before Donna. And oh, I love her. And she's tell, she told me that um, her dear friend listens to us every week, okay? Mm-hmm. And her name is Anne Marie Noto Reniff anne Marie Noto Renif. and she wanted us to know that she listens to us loves us loves us and uh, she she just she um, she uh, she says to Jamil because she knows Jamil knows me and she, I guess she calls she's like um, talking about <laughs> she calls me a dame that dame <laughs> and I love it I love it dame. I just love it so um, I told I said oh Jamil thanks for telling me I'm gonna give her a big shout out she said oh let me know if you do i said i'll put it right in my notes Mm -hmm. so i remember and and she said it's Anne marie noto so Anne marie thank you for listening to us as we love anybody who does right lynn it just gets better and better we thank you for that and um keep listening and um thanks and jamil's great and from what i understand you are too so big shout out to you Anne marie noto renif and um what else, Lynn? What did you do
0: this week? Anything uh, fun? Uh, uh, no. No, this this week <laughs> no. I just... Uh, no, no. No. Uh, all I did was try to get past the uh, muscle spasm. I think it was sciatica. I'm not sure what it was, but I am sitting here today telling you the pain is gone. Well, well that's So good. that's a good thing. So for the most part, I just kind of stayed um, at home and put ice packs on and then I was doing heat and then I was doing something else and something else and taking drugs and whatever. So it was kind of a lost week, but Mm -hmm. yeah, so it was good. Well, um, we went
1: to, um, um, saturday Meyer and i took a ride to beacon new york as i said i was going to meet sean mm-hmm. and we had it is a wonderful town absolutely beautiful right on the hudson mm-hmm. and it's um all little st- it was that when we were leaving it we it, we walked out and they have all the lampposts on the street and it was snowing like big big flakes and it was like right out of a, a picture you walked yeah. outside it was beautiful we ate at this um restaurant um called brothers uh pizzeria i think and it was a um, um it was called brothers i'm not sure if it was a uh, restaurant and pizzeria whatever the bottom line is it was a, a a great a guy who spoke broken english right from italy um the t- the place is great they had gluten-free pizza gluten-free pasta they would make anything you wanted gluten free um so it was it was a wonderful way we sat right next to a gas we got there early because we were going up specifically to see sean he wanted to give me my birthday gift and we so we he said mom i'll drive halfway if you guys can and we'll go there so we they played, you know sat us right next to this gas fireplace it was it oh, was absolutely nice. beautiful and we had a great night walked around went to a couple STORES. There's also a bakery there that has gluten free uh it's a one hundred percent gluten free bakery and they have and Sean said, Mom, wait till you taste the cinnamon buns. Yeah. <laughs> so we I ordered a few and I said to him the next day, he said, Mom, did you when I said, I did, Sean, they're the closest thing I think I will ever see to a Cinnabon <laughs> because not as puffy and glorious, but yeah. they're round like that and you yes. could you know it's doughy and nice icing. So it was like yum, finally. Good. And um, So we had a nice, a very nice visit and easy, easy ride, right up 84, Mm -hmm. right off, as soon as you pay the toll at the bridge there and over the Hudson, you go right up the road and you make a left and you're there. It was so easy and a little under an hour and a half to get there and um so we had a wonderful time but Lynn every store every they had a you you would love it they have a tea and spice uh, spice store um just like I told you the one we went to in Rehoboth mm-hmm. and uh it was just all these quaint little lovely stores in addition and every kind of store you could imagine and yeah. it was blocks and blocks and blocks long of the main street in Beacon
0: Well, I'm just wondering where do they draw the people to come to those little stores? It's got to be close to something. Well, it's the
1: Hudson Valley, so people travel there all the time. So, um, nice little ride um, and easy because Sean was coming from, you know, New Haven and Mm -hmm. we came. And it was just, so now it's, and Sean's been stopping on his way into Scranton because they have, and I'm not sure, I forget the name, but there's a restaurant that have great hamburgers and French fries, but you order at the counter and then you sit down. And they have gluten-free rolls and the, the French fries are done in their own fryer. And it's just, he said, it's great. So on the way in, as a matter of fact, now, hold on. We were wait, we were meeting for dinner and we were going to eat somewhere about 4.30, okay? We sit, we get into the restaurant, a little beef maybe quarter after 4.00. He had he's he orders a pizza and a, a Caesar salad and proceeds to tell me that at 230 he went to the hamburger place and had a hamburger and <laughs> french fries before he met us with like an hour and a half earlier meeting us I'm like Sean, of course you're not hungry. he's like I'll take this the rest of it home he oh. ate two pieces and I said of course you're not hungry you just had <laughs> boys, growing boys. So, um, mm-hmm. but he stops there quite often on his way in if he's coming home to grab a burger and then, you know, two hours in. So, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's all good. That anyway, sounds like a neat place. Yeah. So, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show and we'll be right back.
2: It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn.
0: Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. So, um, mentioned before... There was an article in USA Today which I thought was pretty thin, as Patrick would say, it's a thin stew. But it's a what? A thin stew. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So it's it it has makes good points, but it's by no means all inclusive here. The question was, where should you live when you retire? Three reasons why relocating might be best. And the first one is your state has a high cost of living. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, If you live in high cost of living areas such as Massachusetts, Hawaii, Maryland, or New York, you may want to take a look at relocating somewhere where your money can stretch much further. Number two, your state taxes your social security benefits just 13 states in the u.s imposed state tax on social security and by 2022 only 12 states will tax your benefits. pennsylvania uh they do not from my understanding they do not okay when you have to give up a part of your benefit checks to the government to cover taxes you won't have as much left to live on this means you'll have a lower quality of life or you'll have to take more money from savings and risk running short of funds Relocation to a more tax-friendly state could make all the difference when it comes to making your savings last while enjoying your retirement. And that is one of the great benefits a lot of people have in living in Pennsylvania when you retire because absolutely exclude things like pensions, 401K distributions, IRA distributions. You don't have to pay taxes on them. And number three... There aren't many seniors where you live. For many people, social connections come from having a job. Once you no longer go to work every day, you'll have to make a more concentrated effort to find people to spend time with. If there are a few other people in your age group where you live, this will be harder. A large senior population not only gives you the chance to make more social connections, it also means there will be more services catering to seniors. This could include more health care facilities with doctors focused on age-related problems or more activities of interest to retirees. Relocating to a senior-friendly state where there are tons of retired communi- retirement communities could make your later years much more fulfilling. And having friends around and plenty to do could also help stave off depression or health problems resulting from inactivity. That's an interesting point because Patrick would argue just the opposite. What? What what do you mean? He thinks that going to these communities Uh, where i get you you know where you have people 55 Uh, and older That you're going
1: to act 55 or older versus
0: if you're with younger people you might act younger because he loves loves the spontaneity and the freshness of kids and how they interact with people and it's just very very enlightening to him to be around kids not that i'm saying he's going to do things with them (laughs) but just the fact that they're there means there's a in his mind kind of a balance between all the different ages and he thinks these retirement communities are he calls them um, god's waiting room you know uh, really lynn
1: (laughs) it's it's, he the things he comes up with i I agree with him to a a degree i
0: know know. but you know you could just so i i don't know that isn't life agree. really God's waiting room? But um, he, <laughs> That's what he says about Florida. Okay. That's why he would never oh, really? want to live there. Oh, yeah. oh, God, I love Florida. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's why many people go there. Number I one, know. the climate. Number two, there are many people. But I don't know. I think you need that. I think that it's nice to have that youngness around. But you do need like people because they want to... you want to do things or they understand it or there are things
0: that you you maybe just can't do as easily as you could before well i think what what he was saying and and i think this is a valid point the the community where his father and stepmother lived in florida started out life as a 55 and older community and there are just tons of them. 55 or older blows my mind but okay (laughs) But anyway, what happened was a lot of people sued them and said, it's discrimination. So I want to live in this place because it's something that that it it deals with my income level. It deals with my needs, the swimming pools, whatever else. I want to live here. So they were successful. So what that meant then was that it wasn't a fifty five and older community. They had all kinds of things um, because they had younger kids there. But the thing is that it, it what they did was create these events for older people, and then they create events for younger people so that there was There was something that catered to the needs of the people who were there, like you said. You know, you want to be with people maybe who want to play mahjong or something. Well, there's a lot of people there that wanted to play mahjong, so they had a mahjong thing. But they also had things for kids, so it was an interesting combination, and I think it makes sense. I I don't know that I would I appreciate the. late teens and 20-somethings that are deciding that at midnight or two in the morning they need to prove their masculinity by you know driving their cars at ridiculous speeds with all kinds of crazy mufflers on them (laughs) Uh, we don't need that we don't need that thank you very much yeah well
1: is it it true that there are more Millennials right now than living baby boomers? No. I didn't think so. Somebody said that to me yesterday. I said, I don't think that's true. Mm-mm. Well, why is that why was that in a
0: some written somewhere? I think the point they were making was that the millennials are becoming quite a large Part the Aren't they like right
1: under a baby boomer in population because baby yes. boomers are the ones who have right. in large part these millennials who have right. raised like me yes. are, and I'm at the end of the boomers and um, that's what happens. Yes. So, so th- what I'm, saying- I'm one of the, to blame people
0: for, <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> as we can say, uh, we can really okay. figure that out if we did a real like psychological study on that, couldn't we? On As what? to why millennials and baby boomers act the way they each act based on, where they came from, so yeah, to speak, I, where their parents were. When yes. They, yeah, we it's kind of neat. I love all that stuff. We I could. think that's very, Lynn, maybe in your research you would, see Lynn does, and maybe, if you guys don't know this, Lynn's the analytical one here, and she brings all the paperwork, and I just show up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she researches everything. The big reveal. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, like I said, not that you couldn't uh, tell, but... Yes
0: you know i fly by the seat of my pants and uh, lynn buckles in so i i would say that Uh, there was a woman that I interviewed for my podcast who actually did a whole book on this of how to work with millennials and she's a baby boomer. Okay. So she did tons of research on this and I I can't tell you that I know exactly what she said, but what I'm saying is that if you read her book and I have to think about what her name is because it was probably three years ago, but um, she's she's a person who is in management and and her whole point was to teach baby boomers how to work with millennials because there was such a a a desperate disparate um, assumption of what is a good work ethic so what baby boomers would think is a good work ethic is not consistent with what a lot of millennials Mm -hmm. believe. And so they were knocking heads all the time about staying late to do something or having something done on time or whatever it was. And so she decided that she was going to go in and take a look at the psychology just exactly what you said how do you work with people who who are baby boomers and then they have to work with and deal with millennials Mm -hmm. and especially if a millennial is your boss that's dicey yeah that is Mm -hmm. so it's out there i'm I'm sure hey
1: i'm sure the whatever generation was our were uh, that our parents were would look at us are you sure not my mother and father i don't think lynn why i don't was that was the year i don't think so the world war ii yeah maybe my father but not my i don't think my mother well but i don't know we'll have to find out what her what her age what her year was con- considered <laughs> <laughs> maybe they um, didn't even have names they them. probably didn't no. they started with the boomer no because it's an, they didn't really because i think isn't it well no because when tom brokaw wrote wrote that book the greatest generation yeah. that's the he one had he was to know about. that that's what it was called so mm-hmm. um you know i wonder or he named it. or he i don't know we give him credit we give him a lot of credit on that one yeah, right? if should. that isn't true i don't know but i love him too he's so good um yeah. what is going on for the oh we have to shout out because we're going to um, tomorrow night on valentine's night we are going to mansoor's for dinner they have a dinner eh, a couple times a year um w- uh, one night during the month and um, we are going for valentine's um, dinner mm-hmm. and it'll be lovely they have i think we talked about it the other day they had two seatings five thirty or 5 and seven thirty, and we're going to seven it'll be very nice so look f- looking forward to that mm-hmm. and
0: um carolyn and the crew always do a wonderful job i saw something uh in an advertisement i think it was uh for either wise markets or garrity's the flyer that was in today's paper of some of the things they have available for valentine's day Mm -hmm. and one of them was the big sugar cookie in the shape of a heart with all of the little um icing all around Mm -hmm. the edges of it and i thought oh my gosh that just reminded me of something my mother always did for us she always made those big cookies i think it's great i I I love it. it
1: love it oh and you know who else is the big six oh today oh the 13th of february saray mccandrew six oh so big happy birthday matter of fact i'm going to a little gathering for her this evening which she knows about Mm -hmm. so um happy birthday to saray mccandrew on her big six oh and she's very excited about this yes she's she's happy but the, the valentine's day there was um i was watching something i was looking for it i can't find it um Um, but anyway, um, I was this morning on the Today Show, there was a poem that they said that people who read poems to start your morning with a, um, a poem. And Chanel was reading this poem, and she said she just, you know, she made her it, it made her tear up a little because it was about loving loving yourself before you love somebody else. That was kind of neat. I should have gotten it and read it because it's definitely something nice. But we'll find it and read it again. But anyway, so... Well, one, she,
0: uh, one thing I want to tell you, the woman who wrote that article about Valentine's Day... Yeah. Um, apropos to what you just said about... Um, women who maybe don't have someone that they are going to share valentine's day with they need to take care of themselves and right. do something good for themselves and so she said go for a spa day you deserve to be pampered find a local spa or and spend the night in the hotel and book massages don't if you don't want to spend a fortune in a fancy spa get a chinese foot massage they're usually pretty cheap book a group pedicure appointment for your favorite foot salon have lunch at a favorite restaurant then take in a movie go for a stroll through the city garden or take a day hike on your favorite hiking trail do a wine tasting at a local winery or take a mini vacation at a wine in a nearby wine region have high english tea at a tea house i would love to do that dress up to the nines with hats and boas, or do a japanese tea ceremony with geishas in a japanese garden take dance lessons for ladies only like Fan dancing, pole dancing, Mm. square dancing, any dancing. Yeah, and then play is it bunko? I don't know what that is. Or mahjong, but make sure you have plenty of champagne. Above all, have fun together and celebrate Valentine's Day throughout the year. That's right. And happy Valentine's Day to all of those
1: out there um we hope you have a good day whether you're with someone in love and have a relationship or you're healthy and walking around or whatever is happening in your life just share the love that's what we want to say and we are going to have our guest expert from fidelity bank up next we will see you real soon but you're listening to laurie and lynn show we'll be right back
2: it's saturday morning with laurie and lynn now back to laurie and lynn
1: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises,
0: which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also a host of a podcast called Power of the Purse on iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play. And with us in this segment is our guest expert from Fidelity Bank, who is Brittany Fenton. Brittany is a retail branch manager at the Keystone Industrial Park office of Fidelity Bank. Welcome, Brittany. Hello. How are you guys? We're doing good. So what's the news from Fidelity Bank? Well, what I would like to, you know, bring
2: forth is how important debt consolidation could be to your finances. Um, Realistically, I have seen, especially recently, a lot of people are coming in for home equity loans or lines of credit to consolidate credit card debt um, or previous loans that they have had with higher interest rates. Mm -hmm. Over the last six months, the interest rates have dropped three times. So now is certainly the
0: time to do a debt consolidation but uh, my concern and I say this as a financial planner and I wonder what you see in this Brittany is that a lot of people go to the home equity loans to consolidate the, um, the spending on credit cards and other types of things and then once they've got that paid off the credit cards go back up again so is it something that you see in your experience where it's making a difference that people have stopped the, the excess spending on the credit cards by consolidating the loans? In my experience,
2: I have... Um At Fidelity Bank, we actually have them close out the credit cards so that excess spending doesn't reoccur. Um, Ultimately, they're then digging themselves in a different financial hole. Yeah. Um, So we try to make sure that they are accomplishing their goals. They're getting the benefit out of it that they want. Their credit cards paid off in the year term that they have chosen, and that that doesn't continue to happen. Brittany, what are the terms? Um, There is the five-year term, 15-year term, and 20, uh, five-year, 10-year, 15-year, and 20-year terms. Um, And with those, um, based on the amount that you're borrowing, you also could have fee-free to where we don't charge you finance fees. Um, to go ahead and do one of those home equity loans or lines of credit.
1: Brittany, could you also explain the difference between, now that's a term loan, you also have a revolving, um, like a home equity line of credit as well, correct? That is correct. And so after so, that line is open, can you tell everyone how that works? It has to be then termed out after so many years or
2: how, how, is the, how does that work these days? So with the home equity line of credit these days, um, realistically there is a five-year draw Mm -hmm. period Um, you can use it and pay it down it's essentially like a credit card you're charged interest on the remain the outstanding remaining balance Um, and then for example if I have a ten thousand dollar line of credit and I use five thousand dollars of it I'm only being charged interest on the five thousand dollars that I've used Right. But I can go ahead and still borrow the remaining 5000 and then my next payment would include the interest on that full $10,000. dollars hmm And then after... What's nice, go ahead. I'm sorry, honey. No, that's okay. What's nice about the line of credit is they're normally used for projects around the house, short-term um fixer uppers, you wanted to paint the kitchen, you go and you buy all of your paint on the line of credit, you pay it off. You want to put a deck on the back, you put it on your line of credit, you pay it off. So ultimately it's a much lower interest rate than 26% or whatever the interest rates Mm -hmm. are on credit cards. Now it's, you know, four or 5% interest on that money rather than 26, 27%. Mm -hmm. And
1: only if, um, both of those apply only if you don't pay it the full amount off by the next billing cycle. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. Um, And then if you have an outstanding balance of $10,000 or more, at any point during that five-year draw period, you can lock it in. So the home equity lines of credit are a variable rate. Um, And a lot of people get iffy about those because their rates can change. Uh Uh-huh. So once they see the rate starting to go up for a $100 fee, they would be able to lock it in to a term rate at that time. They would be able to pick their term up to 15 years and lock it in.
1: And that's prior to the end of the five-year before it was termed out originally?
2: Or that That you would have to? But they could also also do it at the
1: five-year mark. Oh, cool. Well, it makes sense because even if you are someone who pays your bills routinely um, with trying to then obviously avoiding interest, even if at some point, like at Christmas or something else, like you're saying, Credit card rates are ridiculous, <laughs> and so the home that equity rates are so much cheaper. I mean, we we tease all the time when we talk about it. It's like it's almost like giving money away because the rates are so low. Um, how? What? Can you give us a rough estimate now? Uh, if uh, what what the rates are looking like
2: these days? Um, our home equity loans are about four point two four percent, and that is relatively a fifteen year loan. Um, and the lines of credit are about the same, and it's all based on credit. So it, it's based primarily on your credit score. If your credit score is a little bit lower, your rate's a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But none of them compare to twenty six percent. Twenty six percent. That correct? Yeah, um,
1: Brittany. When it comes to a regular mortgage, um, if someone is has a mortgage with you and a home equity and say they refinance. does the home equity automatically go in to the um payment of that for a new a refinance on a mortgage
2: the home equity would take place of that mortgage payment um so when that's to refinance we calculate so many months in advance and we usually do two months in advance so their mortgage payment their payoff includes those remaining months that they have until we close on the home equity loan. Okay. Um, so once they start their home equity loan and that has been closed, their mortgage payment then ceases.
0: Okay. Brittany, how do you determine how much somebody can borrow against the equity in their house? What's the rule?
2: It's based on an appraisal. Our rule is 80% um, loan to value. If your house is worth $100,000 and you don't have any loans on it, you could borrow $80,000 of that. That is considered the equity, the 80% equity. If they have a $100,000 home and they owe 50 on it, they could borrow $30,000. Okay. So it's an 80% loan to value. um, That also is subject to... Appraisal, we do the appraisal. We do not take appraisals from other companies or outside sources. Um, And that's based on the appraisal. There is certain circumstances where we make exceptions to those, um, like everything else. Brittany also
1: then honey on because um, now I just lost my train of thought on that one but as far as oh I know the credit scoring um, where where are you looking save on, on a home equity in general wh- what do you like to see in this far as far as credit I know you said that it would vary depending on your rate but w- what would be the the lowest and i know it's circumstantial but what what's a number that people look at because i i think that's what worries people if they have some you know blemishes on their credit report they're afraid that they maybe can't qualify and i think people should um you know talk to a banker and see if 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 they will and if they should uh look into it so what 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 number do you ideally look for or or is it too vague of a question
2: Um, there is, I can't say that there's a solid number. We usually say, um, 620 or higher. Okay. We consider best credit 740. That's what um, our standard is. Correct. Okay. But 620 or higher, we usually look at, at least for the application process to see what other, what they have outstanding. Because if that is the only thing that they have and everything else is perfect, there is a lot of things that we can do to help them build their credit So that way, in three to six months, they would be able to go ahead and apply for the loan and get the better rate.
1: Because as I talked to you off air, Brittany, I was telling you that I used to be a branch manager and did mortgage lending come or did all of this as well as home equities and we would look at that what if they did have a blemish they would look at things that they're really being responsible for like their mortgage was paid on time and their car payments and their. and so occasionally they were a little bit late on a credit card which of course drew down their score you would kind of look at that and say look at they make their major payments there was an issue with this do you still view things like that in a way of looking at what actually is going wrong versus what they're doing right
2: yes we do and actually now at Fidelity Bank um, we pull the credit reports with the customer in front of us so we're able to have that discussion with them and say you know we have seen that you have made these payments we do not do the underwriting but we do pull their credit and we could say we've see you made these payments this is what is affecting you this is how we could help
1: that's good. Um, That's a great thing.
2: Brittany, tell everybody. Give them the. Whole- go ahead. No, we're able to give them the whole financial picture as they're sitting there with us. They don't have to wait for it to go mm-hmm. to underwriting, and then they come back, and then somebody else pulls their credit. We're able to have that conversation with them up front.
1: Great. And then, so what would you tell somebody who's listening, who's on the fence about, uh, hey, should I do this? I might have a blemish here or there, but my credit isn't awful. Uh, What would your recommendation be to someone who might be looking at at doing a home equity and is just a little bit fearful of their credit? My best
2: recommendation is to stop in and talk to one of our financial Uh, Advisors are trusted. We are all in the branch, trusted financial advisors. We can sit down with you, have a conversation, no judgment, um, be able to say, This is what we've seen work for other people in your situation, and this is what we haven't. We could have the conversation about possibly. Um, looking at what they're currently paying in debt and how much we could save them or how much time we could save them. Maybe we're not going to save them money, but maybe we're gonna save them time off of their current loan um, with interest. So it's just to come in, sit down, have the conversation, regardless of whether there's a couple of blemishes on your credit score or not, it's always best to know what the next step is going forward. So you might not have the best credit right now, but where do I go to make it better? How do I build up this credit so I could do what ultimately I'm trying to do?
1: Okay, and then one more question on the, on the um, lines of credit. Do you see more people going with the term than the line of credit?
2: Recently, yes. Okay. Um, there are definitely more term loans in my area, in my branch than there is lines of credit. Um, as I was saying earlier, the lines of credit a lot of customers like for home improvement projects, right, they're right. going to redo the bedroom and then they're going to pay it off and then they want to redo their bathroom and then they want to pay it
1: off. Okay, so most people are going for bigger things that they need longer term and don't want to have to pay it uh, off in a, on a month, in a month or so, so they're, they're going to go that route. And how long do you determine, say someone gets a mortgage and um, a couple months later, is there a tried and true number there about how long you need to have your regular mortgage Before you would look at a home equity
2: there's not a lot of customers have actually done a mortgage and a home equity side by side they've done them almost simultaneously Mm -hmm. Um, it's based on the value of the house how much they put down on it and how much equity they have left in it
1: okay well, good. Could you tell everybody, Brittany, thank you, and we uh, hope you come back. You were very good, and uh, we always like these, right, Lynn? We always like when our friends at Fidelity. We meet new people all the time, so good luck to you. And could you tell thank everyone you. how they could get in touch with you if they
2: needed to? If they need to get in touch with me, they can reach me at my branch office. That number is 570-348-4004, or they can reach out to our contact center, um, And that's 570 348 4003. And they would be able to get them in touch with me.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you very much. Have a wonderful weekend. And everyone out there, thank you for listening. You have a wonderful weekend. Be safe and please be nice.
2: times of congestion.